0: welcome back welcome back everybody uh this is another episode of born and then raised this is Ravi and what's up it's Raf. um yeah um we know we haven't really <laughs> had an episode for you guys in a while and we obviously a lot of things have been going on just getting back to school and stuff also just um trying to get over the initial emotions of the whole Jacob Blake situation I think that's The major reason why we weren't able to do an episode early Mm -hmm. Um, we finally found some time to get one through you know like record Yeah. Um, so yeah that's what we're gonna do today I anticipate it's gonna be real short today just because a lot of things that we initially wanted to talk about in this episode but I've decided to cut out um, probably because of relevance Mm -hmm. more than anything and also just I think as a first episode in a long time, it'd be good for us to just kind of have a dialogue rather than stating facts and everything that's kind of been happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll still get into um, facts here and there and explain, you know, the actual situation at hand. Right. Um, but for the most part, we're not going to try to get too deep into, um, how we, usually done it before going to like public reactions mm-hmm. how the sport world has reacted to it right. how, you right. know, the news media like the media outlets have reacted to it like we kind of feel as though it's probably for the best to us for us to explain what happened right um, and then explain how we feel about it mm-hmm. and then from there we will you know analyze and do what we can to express our full impartial thoughts upon right. the entire situation absolutely so I mean first off If you don't know, um, a man, 29 years old, he's a a black man. He was shot uh, seven times in the back by the Kenosha police. And um, I believe this was, yeah, it was August 23rd in the evening. Uh, He was a father of three. He was actually from right outside of Chicago. And he, at the time, apparently had an active arrest warrant um, for sexual assault, trespassing, and disorderly conduct. But from what we saw, there was no confirmation of the police knowing about this um, before the situation. tragic event, yeah. you know, happened. So when we went into, I guess, the perspectives of the situation, uh, we tried to figure out, you know, what everyone kind of, I guess, saw what like, what everyone thought happened. Right. Uh, the attorney general of Wisconsin, he said that the police were called and they were told that, you know, there was a man there who's not supposed to be there was apparently like. Uh, restraining order on this individual and he wasn't supposed to be on the premises and the police tried to arrest him or tried to arrest Blake and they initially used a taser, but that didn't work. So when Blake opened the car door as he was walking away from the police officers, they said that they saw a knife on the floorboard of the car and that's what, um, forced them to engage. And that's when, uh, the initial officer who grabbed him by the shirt fired off seven shots in his back, and the officers said that, you know, after that happened, they took the knife, and then that was the only weapon that they found in the car. Right. Um, the video, uh, which I'm sure a majority of you have probably seen, seen yeah. Uh, the videographer actually said that he was in his house when it happened, and he said that before he started filming, he saw the police um, wrestle with Blake and, like, you know, try to, like, punch him, and take him down and they actually even used a taser but you know apparently that didn't work um which i'm gonna be honest i I find kind of hard to believe but um that's what the film that's what the person who filmed the incident said and then he said that he heard the officers scream drop the knife right before the gunfire went off um but he personally didn't see the knife Right. So he just kind of assumed the knife based off. He assumed there was a knife based off of what um, the police officers said. All right. And the family of Jacob Blake actually said that he was there. Blake was there to apparently diffuse the situation um, between two women. Uh, apparently there was like a fight and he was there to just kind of break things up. And he was on his way out when the police showed up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can kind of see that there are different perspectives Right. Across the board here. Right. Um, personally, I think. Whichever perspective you believe, whether you believe all three of them at the same time, um, I think no matter what I personally I, I look at it and I'm still a bit uneasy. Right. About it. I don't think that was the right thing to do it at all, in my opinion. Right. I think, you know, you could have done more to subdue an individual if you believe that he was a full on threat at that time. Right. Right. Like, I right. mean, you get like, they were following him to his car. They were like, just, and it was like, I think there was like almost three or four of them. I think those yeah, three it exactly. Was, I, I think I recall seeing three, I don't know about four, but three for mm-hmm. sure. So like, sure. I'm sure there was at least three. Right. So, I mean, one of them had his hand on his shirt and he was like pulling on him. Right. And like, you know, Blake was just continually walking. And I think, right. I think it escalated way too quickly. Hmm. Um, regardless of what the videographer said, you know, whether he says that they were punching and fighting beforehand, I personally don't think there was a need for use of deadly force in that situation. I think, you know, you do everything you can in that situation. I personally don't think three grown men did enough to try to stop one individual. And then it kind of forced two out out of those three to pull out their guns. And then the first one to let off seven shots, because I don't think seven was meant to, harm someone Mm -hmm. enough to the point where you can still take them into custody. I think seven at that point was with intent to kill. Like you weren't trying to like, I guess stop them or anything like that. If you're that close, I think you can shoot somewhere else other than someone's back.
0: Right. I mean, personally, I just feel like because we have so many different perspectives of this thing happening and Mm -hmm. everyone has their own opinions, obviously, and you're entitled to your own opinions. I just think that the best way to kind of analyze the situation Mm -hmm. and deduce whether you think what happened was justified is to just kind of eliminate all the variables like do you think in any situation the one guy against three cops warrants seven shots in the back like i think that's kind of how i look at it and of course it, it's circumstantial obviously yeah. you know we've we've said that even when it came to george floyd we said a lot of things come down to circumstance but there is definitely loopholes in the system I would say that have been exposed repeatedly and continue to be exposed. And um, I think there's something that needs to be done there. You know, like yeah. just the fact that we're sitting here talking about whether or not it was justified or trying to look at it from that angle mm-hmm. just goes to show how systemically we're messed up, you know. Not just Most true, you know, not just the police officers, not just people that are racist it's not even not even white people in general just like you and I the most sound minded people that we know right the fact that we're we had to go through so much time thinking Mm -hmm. about it looking at it from different angles to try and come up with the conclusion just goes Mm -hmm. to show that systemic racism is real
1: you know and I mean I guess it's because we're taught that You know, cops are good guys, so you kind of try to, like, I guess, make every excuse possible to make sure that what they did was okay. And, I mean, I'll pull back and not use the word excuse. I'd say, like, reasons. Like, you know, we're constantly coming up, trying to come up with reasons of why something is okay and why what they did was right. What they did was okay. But, you know, I think there comes a point where all of a sudden, like, you know, at what point does it become giving reasons and then giving excuses? Right. And I think at this point, if you're trying to if if we're going this deep, it's right. us trying to give an excuse like, you know, it's you're you're kind of going too far to prove something that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, isn't black and white. Like there's right. no way this was. You're, well, you're trying to prove that it was like it's all it was all justified. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think you can prove that this was all justified. Right. You know, if, if they got if they got to a point where maybe excessive excessive use was excessive use of deadly force was needed. I think in some situations that can be the case, but I think in this situation, not enough was done. I just don't think enough was done to try to subdue him. And I think there are
0: limitations to the limitations to um, excessive force. I feel Oh, absolutely. assuming the worst case scenario from our perspective, let's say he had a knife, right? Mm -hmm. He had a knife. He pulled a knife, Mm -hmm. you know, from what we saw it didn't look like he was about to start swinging but regardless you know Mm -hmm. he has a knife in his hand you know they say that one of the cops yelled put down the put down the knife whatever all i'm gonna say is i think the first shot in itself was good enough you know like when you watch that video as many times as we have you can almost notice his entire body go limp by like maybe the second third shot Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i just feel when you're a professional in that situation and the cop being a professional those yeah. are some of the things that like you should be trained to look at right like yeah, yeah excessive force is good but it, it was well, necessary sometimes but to what extent is it necessary is yeah. it necessary to kill like is is that is there no in between there you know like yeah isn't it just self-defense to protect yourself to stop him from making a move you know mm. And I don't know. I I just feel like a lot of things. And this is this is us even talking about it and and saying maybe he had to pull his gun and maybe he had to shoot, right? Because we don't really know. Yeah. But it's like after the fact, after we've established the fact that it, they had to shoot, there's still a problem. Was it was seven,
1: the the number? And I mean, I'm I feel like <clears throat> I've seen a lot of excuses for seven. Like I've even seen the excuse to say that, oh, I mean, you've never been in that situation. Like you've never. Been in that life or death situation, so you don't know if he just snapped. And I'm like, well, if he just snapped, why does he have the job? Right. That's what I, I say. Th- I right? think, like, like, I think I no think matter what, a, like, it's of all the issue. arguments.
0: Of all the arguments, that is the dumbest argument ever. Because that, to me that's the you, can you can take that up. argument into any field of any expertise. Sort of pro- yeah, you can take that into any professional field, and it wouldn't stick. You yeah. don't look at a doctor and say, "Oh, they left a flipping." I mean, excuse my language. The left, you know, the, you know, they left the scalpel inside the patient and the patient died. That actually happened to um, one of the girls I knew in high school and she lost her mom that way. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Her, when Lord. when her mom was giving birth, um, she had to have a C-section for a younger, uh, for a younger sister. Mm-hmm. And the doctor messed up and left like a scissors inside there or something. And then it like cut up her organs and she died. So very Damn. tragic. Yeah, I just I'm thought sorry. about that. But what I'm saying is, you know, in a situation like that, you don't look at it and go, oh, you don't know what it's like to be in a situation where you're handling a baby who could just like pass out, you know. No, no, that's, that doesn't stick. You know, we hold it yeah. to a certain standard because you look at it and say you've gone through your training, you've gone through, you've been educated enough. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't even look at the fact that maybe it's not there, for, you know, it's practice. It's not even that. It could be the mm-hmm. first time a doctor's in surgery. Mm-hmm. You're expected to perform according to the same standard. Mm. So I think it's a very foolish argument of all the arguments that you could probably bring up saying, oh, you've never been in that situation. I'm not a cop. I've never gone through that training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I don't f- train and know how to fire a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you, if you gave it to me, I probably wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's the one who's been put in a situation where whether it's your first time pulling a gun on somebody or your 10th time, there is a standard that's been established through your training, mm-hmm. you know, that you you should you should be held to that's how that's how I feel so i think that's yeah. v- that's like very very stupid when people say oh you've never been in that situation no i've never been and i won't be because i'm not a cop but guess who needs to know how yeah. to respond to a situation like that because the they might be in a situation like that the cop yeah you know so i don't know i that, that that one argument really does does make me angry just because it's like we try to make them not that they're not a human but like we try to make them seem like they are volunteers.
1: Yeah, and that's you know not I mean? the case. I it's mean, like this, this, is, this is a job that right. you chose. And like, no right. one came up to you and forced you to do it. No one told you that, hey, like, this is a volunteer. Like, no, like, you decided to do this. This right. was not like a, you were not pushed into this. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I find that. Or maybe one hard. thing. That's another question, right? That's a whole another story. That is a whole other story. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, to me, that argument frustrates me because I I find it to be one of the most ridiculous arguments of all time. And it it tries to give cops this pass that I find to be the most absurd pass of all time. Right. And you're kind of seeing it more and more as we continually go through. And I mean, I feel like it's always been there. Um, You even mentioned it's like, you know, like the longer we go through with this and the longer we go back and we look, we can start to see, You know, the faults and the issues within the system. And I think that's one of the heaviest issues within the system that we're so quick to justify our system and assume that it can never be wrong. And I think when you do that, that's when you leave yourself open to a lot of injustices. I mean, it, it,
0: it goes back to that. It goes back to that thing that, you know, you and I always say jokingly when we're talking about be it anything, you know, to do with societal issues. And it's like you know, when you look at our age and like where we're at in terms mm-hmm. of education, there's really no reason why we have better arguments than people that are in positions where their opinion matters. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, sure. it, we always talk about that. And It's like, why is it that I can come up with a better argument for this than you can, and you're the you're the one who's employed by the state or whatever? Do you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I don't know. It just it just it just bothers me to know that at this point we're already identifying so many flaws in the system and it's like we're also still at that age i suppose that we want to believe that they are no faults because you've kind of grown up believing that things are the way that they are right like Mm -hmm. it 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 takes a while for you to finally be like, all right, I'm going to start questioning everything. It's, it's almost like the same thing with your parents, right? Yeah. There are a lot of things that you accept to be true because your parents say that they're true, you know, Mm -hmm. but you get to a certain point in your life where it's like, you know what? You might be 50 years old, but I think I know more about this particular subject than you do. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has to have the coming of age thing when it comes to societal issues and the system, whether it be, the judicial system or law enforcement whatever it is or the healthcare system you know yeah. everyone has to get to that point where it's like wow it's not all oh, cracked way, up to it, me exactly it really isn't and wow I have ideas probably that I could implement and help out a situation and I think that's crucial because it leads it I guess it's kind of what led us to do what we're doing right now mm-hmm. uh, just realizing that hey the way we talk about things isn't something that isn't it's not in a way that a lot of people can do you know mm-hmm. like I would say for the most part, we try to navigate issues that are very controversial pretty well, at least. And, and you know, just us discovering that that's a skill that we have kind of allowed us to to start this podcast and start talking about real yeah. issues. And I think everybody needs to get to that point in their life where they start to question and say, like, hey, what do I think about this? Like, maybe my mean, way is better.
1: I think I understand why we kind of find ourselves asking that question. Like, why do we sometimes come up with better arguments than mm-hmm those who are in these positions of power. And I think it's because we don't quite benefit from the system just yet. You know, you don't, no Mm. one likes systems that are flawed until you start benefiting from it in some way, shape or form, whether it be through another person, whether it be personally, like you, you truly, Mm. I think if, and even if you can't recognize how you benefit, sometimes it's your ability to, or at least the, the privilege to ignore it and it not affect you. Wow. That in and of itself allows you to benefit from the system. Oh, it's kind of like we can't afford to exactly not talk about some issue. Exactly, it's like you know, like with so like that's why you find people who, you know, only care about one thing because it's like, hey, this is the one thing that really bothers me on a day to day basis, mm. and they they can afford to not talk about another issue. You know, I think that's what it is in all honesty, and I think. So do you, do you think that
0: that compassion <laughs> though to start caring more about even the things that you benefit from, do you think that's a coming-of-age type thing or it's a, you know, being informed type thing? You t- kind of get the difference I'm saying? that, like I Do think you think that <coughs> when everybody kind of grows up, we finally yeah. realize, like, oh, life isn't so rosy for the other people. Like, maybe I should invest, or is it more of an educational type thing? Like, I think it's to more of an educational thing you know?
1: because I know grown people who can't, you know, just... Fathom life. Exactly, uh, they just way. can't be yeah. empathetic. Like it's, it's. I know grown people who can truly just they don't know how to be empathetic. So like, yeah. you kind of. I think this is something that everyone can learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to be critical. You need to learn right. how to question any and everything, even the things that you enjoy, the things that you are comfortable with. You have to learn how to question those things because once you learn how to question those question those things, that's when you can truly become confident within what you know. Right, you know, so, like, and I feel like that's kind of like I, I feel like I've pointed it out before, but it's oh, like absolutely. that's where I truly enjoy education, and that's why I like talking to people because it i I learn from a lot of different people, mm-hmm. even people that I feel like I might know more than in a certain subject, you right. know, so I think it's it's just that it's that hunger for learning, and I think that's where empathy is grown, and that's where empathy develops. It's your ability to want to know more about someone, about something, about, about yourself. World in general, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, not to get too <laughs> off track, from, but yeah, you know, but um I think from from the general gist of what you guys can listen to, what you guys have heard so far, I think you can tell that, I mean, personally I'm not I don't like the situation. I don't like mm-hmm. how the cops handled the situation. I wasn't a fan. Even if you can argue and legally they can prove that, you know, the use of excessive, the excessive use of deadly force was completely okay in the situation. I still think that's a problem. You know, like the fact that we can look at this and just say it's okay. And, you know, I can hear a judge slam a gavel and be like, ah, not guilty. He's fine. It's like, that shouldn't be enough. If your standard is set at what your country Says then you don't think for yourself. You don't. So like, I think that's, I think my, my issue with it runs deeper than just the actual situation at hand. It, it runs into my own personal feeling Hmm. toward the entire, you know, situation, situation. So, I mean, looking at how other people have handled it, um, you know, the sport world, like, I mean, I know we said we weren't going to get too much into that, but the sport world, They were postponing games. Um, The NBA even considered stopping the playoffs entirely Mm -hmm. or just stopping the season entirely at the time. So, I mean, you can tell it was a very serious situation and everyone wanted to at least give it a few days for everyone to focus on that. Right. Instead of just being distracted by, you know, an NBA game or an MLB game or, you know, anything of the sort, Mm -hmm. which I think is important. And I'm, I'm glad that kind of happened. I mean... Am I gonna sit here and say like, oh, I wish the NBA season was just like straight up canceled? That was really up to the players, you know. Like, I'm whatever decision they made, and whatever decision the NBA Players Association made, along with the coaches and you know the commissioner and stuff, that was up to them. So like, I wasn't really too, I wasn't really upset when they resumed the season. I wasn't wicked upset when they stopped it. So like, I, it's because I wasn't focused on that. I wasn't focused on trying to Mm -hmm. find you know, a distraction. I was focused on, okay, let me handle this and let me focus on this for the time being. And then I'll see how I feel about the NBA and watching the NBA. And I still watch the NBA, you know, right. like, it's not like, um, it's not like I lost all my fervor or enjoyment in this, in this, you know, extracurricular activity of just watching basketball. Right. It's not like I lost the, the joy for it. It's just a matter of, I had better things to worry about. Of course. And I was okay with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd just like to say, personally, oh, yeah. right. you know, when we, when we
0: first heard about this, obviously, we had mm-hmm. a very, not a, I wouldn't say regret, I don't think it was regret, I just think it felt, it felt a lot like, helpless, it was like a helpless situation, you know, like I think, mm-hmm. I I personally would say, you know, in the course that, we, in the time that we spent releasing episodes, talking to people, being vocal about social issues, you know, Not that I ever fooled myself that it wouldn't happen again or anything like that. Like, I think we're very far away from completely eradicating police brutality Mm -hmm. towards minorities and people of color. But to me, it seemed like we went right back to George Floyd and started there. And I would say that was my initial thought. And it felt like we what are we doing? Like, are we making strides? Are we not? And um, I think it took actually talking to other people Mm. to realize that, like, this is this is like a checkpoint. Right it it reminds you just how far we are yeah no, it reminds that. you like why what we're, we've been doing is important and why caring about it is important and why talking about it is important I think mm. I think that's wh- that was the the, the the switch for me I guess I stopped looking at it from a oh there's no hope like you know mm-hmm. and more to a hey look you're doing a good job but you got to keep grinding it out because you're very far like it's not going to take five episodes it's not going to take 10 episodes like it's not going to take one year of your life mm. it might take your a lifetime you know it might yeah. take the next generation's lifetime whatever it is but you just have to diligently put in the work and diligently aim to do better and be better and help yeah. out a situation you know, change the world essentially right yeah. like that's that's basically the message so i think It was great that we gave us ourselves time to really think about it and and talk about it outside of the podcast and the episode, Mm -hmm. you know, collect our thoughts and everything. So, I just wanted to say that that it actually did help. The fact that we didn't publish the first recording of this episode (laughs) that we had intended to publish, yeah, and just kind of flush it down the drain and decided to do this again.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad we did too. And it's funny, it's like I actually think that's something that. Used to bother me because you know I have a problem with reading comments sometimes under like really stupid posts here and mm. there. So like, Tell even me bo- about it. even Bleacher Report. So like, even anything. It's yeah, no, anything, anything I want to <laughs> see. Like anytime I see something slightly controversial, I want to read comments because I want to know what you know some people think about it. It could literally be over like UFC's fight card, and you'd get rattled. No, it's accurate. So yeah. <laughs> accurate. So um I know like I've seen this kind of like repeated comment under mm-hmm. numerous different things it's not even just one thing i can't even like cite one post right but i've seen re- a, one repeated comment and it says like oh wow you eradicated racism with this one and like it's kind of like a it's basically a sarcasm it's a joke to say like oh no like you did this and oh you definitely got rid of racism this time like you know like and i i found it kind of i found it kind of ironic because i was like You know, even though you're trying to be sarcastic and tease the fact that you know someone's trying to make a change in the world, Mm -hmm. it's like we're we're still gonna do it anyways. Like I I just find it very ironic that you're saying like, oh no, you definitely eradicate. Like we know, we know. Like I I know, (laughs) you know. Like Mm -hmm. when we release an episode, I know we didn't just change someone's mind on one topic. Right. But if I could at least implant that thought into someone's mind to start start questioning questioning it, that's. That's good yeah. enough for me. That's a start. Right. And I'm okay with that. So like I think just kind of seeing people say that or at least younger individuals say that, I find it very funny and I find it very immature because I've seen grown people say that. And it's like right. it's a little disheartening because I'm like, you know, like I, I can imagine that people probably said the same thing to Martin Luther King. Like I guarantee it. And I, I think that's what's, I think that's what I realize Like it's really like, it's, it's in a way it's, it's kind of funny, right? Obviously I'm not uh-huh. likening the podcast to what Martin Luther King Jr. Did, but I, I'm kind of looking at what other organizations and what other individuals are doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that, you know, like you're going to see people consistently try to step in the way of progress. Right. Even if you don't think it's progress, like, you know, like right. I might look at him like, oh, I mean, it's, it's not much, but it's a start. And some people, someone will still find a reason to look at it and be like, oh, you didn't do anything. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be things that might not launch people forward, but I mean, right. it's, it's refreshing to know that there's still something being done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's refreshing to know that, you know, there's still some progress in some way, shape or form. Right. So, I mean, that seeing comments like that i mean i get it i should probably stop reading comments and stop getting Completely. so rattled yeah but that's fine but like it just it, it kind of reminded me that you know there's there's going to be progress and there's going to be days where the steps within that progress don't take you very far mm. so i mean that that's
0: yeah that's all i wanted to say take about away it, from that yeah no, I feel I I definitely understand what you're saying, and mm. you know we've had this discussion over comments, and I know I'm not a curious person at all, <sighs> so I don't even bother. I I look at comments when it's over like a funny post, but yeah. if it's anything I know I'm I'm deeply invested in, um, mentally at least, I try to stay away from just because. The way I look at it is, mm. we have this big systemic issue, yeah, that's not gonna be solved because Tim from next door thinks I'm a joke you know what I mean Yeah. and like I know you've said you know the issue is to try and stop Tim from being in a position where his opinion starts to matter but it's like this thing is so multi-layered at this point that mm. con- being concerned about the average person on Twitter who's just trying to get it's a reaction isn't worth it. it's not going to do anything yeah. and Like I even I, I know that maybe it was a stretch but I even likened it to slavery and it's like do you not think that shoot, when that old stuff was happening there were people who probably didn't think it was the right thing to do you know, mm. but again, like that's and you know, I, I even I even said it like when it when it comes to politics. And I know we try to stay away from that, but I was saying it's high time I think that at least as young people we start to think about these things actively. Mm-hmm. It's because at the end of the day, there's always going to be higher powers that kinda determine where we go. Yeah, and, very true. And such was slavery, man. You know, like mm. at the time, the higher powers figured out that was the move were there people in the population who probably thought it was wrong absolutely mm. yeah, you can say that about anything mm. women's rights same thing you can say that about anything right mm. so i guess that's just kind of my reasoning for not trying to get too heavily get invested to into yeah small lives. right right i try to focus on the bigger picture um sometimes though you know it is good to check to check the people closest to you i would say like i like to do that more than you know, somebody who I know I'm not going to be able to reach immediately or like directly no, and fair. personally, I'd rather do have that same energy, you know, in terms of having a conversation with somebody that I know, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that I see on a daily basis say hi to. I'd rather know where your mind's at than, than you know, social media. But it is what no, it is. Fair. You know, people do things differently. Not everybody is like me. Some people like to read the comments and like to do that. Yeah. But I think sometimes well, it's
1: motivating. as well. No, hell. it is. It is. Sometimes it really is.
0: Sometimes it is. It's just puts a fire underneath you just honestly. be careful whatever you do mm. and don't let it discourage you from, from yeah you know progressing because i think yeah. that's the biggest issue that
1: when starts, you start to read those things and they start to get it right, right and right. like maybe i'm not doing something right. right then all of a sudden that's when it becomes a problem right. but hey until then let it motivate the hell out of you yeah i guess i mean that's that's the way i see it but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. If if you, that might one day come back and bite me
0: i don't know I feel like you get really motivated. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, you, you tend to scream a lot. I think that's
1: Jesus. That's okay. good motivation. Okay, but um <laughs> looking at the protests, right. um uh, honestly, protests are probably still going if from what I know, but yeah. I know the initial protests uh the first week or so very powerful mm-hmm. and you know, they're even they were even more so after um the shooter in Kenosha uh took place. It was a young a boy, I would say it was, a, it was probably a child at that point. Child, like right. seventeen, you're still a kid. So, was um, seventeen year old. He went in with a militia group with a, an AR, and he went in with the intent to protect the city. He's not even from that city, but right. hey, if he thought it was his legal duty to do so, which obviously it isn't, it is what it is. So he went in, and um, you know, things took a turn for the worse, and he actually ended up. Killing two protesters and injuring a third. And I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into that because I feel like the focus for me is still on Jacob Blake, Blake. And I think that that's what we should really be talking about. But it was honestly, it was the way that it was looked at and the way that it was covered seemed to blow. It blew my mind. Like I've right. never seen such a divisive uh, or had such a dichotomous view on two different things. You know, like when you look at Jacob Blake, a lot of people were saying, like, coming up with these reasons of why it was okay, why it was all right. And, like, and then you saw a complete other side do the complete same thing. And, like, I was just, I was a little, I was, I was taken aback because in this situation, it, it's a kid. He was already obviously doing something illegal. He was crossing state lines with a firearm. And at that age, he wasn't allowed to have that firearm. So, like, and brandish it openly. So I just think the way that both were covered seemed to be very hypocritical. In a way, I think not the same energy was given towards this kid and I'm not even going to say his name because I, I don't really think his, to me is his name doesn't really quite need a lot of attention in my opinion. Right. But um, I just think, well, you know, with the protests happening and, you know, after that situation happened, it bothered me because even the police, you know, there, there's there's recordings and there's videos of his interactions with the police beforehand after right. he shot those two people and killed them and injured the third. And it was like and
0: very passive.
1: It was super passive. Like yeah. it was, it was complete. Like the cops didn't even arrest him until literally the next day at his own house. Yeah. So like, I think it's just kind of like to me, it, it's it's crazy, and I think that that should be a problem for a lot of people. Like, I, you've never seen something in such close proximity, you know, literally within days of each other, and you should be able to compare it in your head. And you should be like, okay, how does this make any sense? Right. You know, these can't be the same cops. They literally. Can't be the same cops. There's <laughs> right. no way, so it was frustrating mm-hmm. to see the way some people were viewing um, right. the shooter in Kenosha and Jacob Blake and on such different planes. But it, I, I can't say it surprised me. I, I think the only thing that surprised me was the fact that something so, so, something so horrendous happened immediately after. Yeah, but I wasn't surprised about the way they covered it. Yeah,
0: you know, like both stories were still running in the news or you know pretty actively when yeah. they were being covered obviously like you know and you saw multiple media outlets and the headlines and stuff like that and i think that's part of the that's part of where our anger came from i think it it stemmed from the fact that we had two situations here that mm-hmm. were obviously related and there mm-hmm. seemed to be hypocrisy in the manner in which they were both handled i think that's that's probably what made it uh, you know harder pill to swallow Mm-hmm. not that Jacob Blake by himself is was a good thing or that we agree with everything that happened mm. uh i think i think it was definitely it was just it, it it added to it absolutely yeah. 100% oh yeah no it, it, definitely it made me way made more it. frustrated yeah
1: and i think that's yeah. i mean that's honestly the primary reason why we cut out the initial episode we recorded because right. i realized personally for me I was just way more no, livid. Were, yeah, like I was so mad. frustrated yeah, because were. the way that both of them were covered blew my mind mm-hmm. and it made me it made me think about and someone actually pointed this out to me. It was like the Trayvon Martin thing mm-hmm. and someone said like, you know, the way Trayvon Martin was covered and the way that this Kenosha shooter was covered, it made no sense because right. with Trayvon, they pointed out that like oh like I think there was like a, a those a, a report that said like oh no Trayvon Martin had w- marijuana in his system when George Zimmerman killed him and I was like why is that even something that like what well, why is that a, like you're you're saying as though that's a reason to get shot that makes no sense right and then with this Kenosha shooter there was an article I think literally the next day that oh, said oh he was, like cleaning cl- up graffiti yeah, like he was seen yeah like he was <laughs> seen washing graffiti off the walls Jesus. in Kenosha and I'm like right. this man. Th- this boy, this child just killed two people and injured a third and we're still looking at him as though, oh man, he's a great kid. He's just doing something for his community. And I'm like, no, there comes a point where, you know, if you're going to hold one to one standard, you better hold it in in a complete other light. Like you have to do that because you can't tell me that a victim in one story, you gave me a reason of why he was shot and killed. Mm. And then the accused the one who actually committed a crime, and there's actually a video of him committing these crimes, that all of a sudden gets praised like he's some type of vigilante, I just, and I think that that was yeah that was kind of like it I was just wild I to just me. think that it's it's so
0: crazy that um you know like you said you look at the Trayvon Martin situation and you can compare it you know like I think that's <clears> my <throat> issue it's like this things like, like these have happened so many times that we have comparisons.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: it's not a new situation that let's just say this police officer is finding himself in, or we as a society are finding ourselves in. Yeah. It's something that we can quickly compare to another point in time when something similar happened to somebody of another race or another gender or something like that, you know, Mm. across the board. And it just bothers me sometimes, you know, when I go, you know, even when on social media and you see pictures, right? Mm. Victims of police brutality right next to like somebody who had a similar record, like legal record, whatever, age, Mm. all that stuff, you know, scenario. And it's like, how, how do we, how does this happen so many times that we literally have like pinpoint accurate comparisons (laughs) where the only difference is race or it's gender? you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that kind of blows my mind that we've gotten to the point where such comparisons have gotten that Pinpoint accurate with that realistic, mm-hmm. and we still have people denying that there's a real issue here. Yeah, you know, like I got that's just, I just I just don't get that. Like, if if the argument was like, oh, it's the first time that this something like this has happened, you know, I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's like, oh yeah, you know who else was 17 years old? Who Trayvon Martin? Ah,
1: differences. That's he's tough. A victim in the situation, right? and I mean. Not to say that every situation doesn't have its own circumstances. Exactly, obviously, that like, limit obviously,
0: the comparison. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like I mean, there's obviously going to be situations where you can compare. I think, like in situations like this, though, I think like just mm-hmm. kind of seeing the way Trayvon Martin was treated versus oh after the situation with Zimmerman, you just to see how that was covered versus you know the Kenosha shooter, mm-hmm. it really bothers me that it, there's actually this much. You know, I mean, it's going to sound a little messed up, but like support like i just don't understand how you right. can support someone after that yeah and i think what was frustrating was that you kind of like i even saw people saying like oh no the militia they like, they took this kid in like the the local militia that's the group that he went with They're yeah. like oh like he went in with like you know the local militia like it's their fault blah, blah. i'm like no 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 no, no. if you want to blame the local militia you have to blame the cops too Right. You have to blame them. Like, I'm like, I think that's what was frustrating. Accountability. Exactly. And I'm like, if you're looking at it, and I apparently like the cops in that area, they were called by the militia and said like, yo, like, we need to help you guys. Like, like, the most like, oh, we need to help you guys. You guys don't have enough people, blah, blah. blah." And like, Mm -hmm. the sheriff was like, no, I'm not deputizing you guys to come in and help. Absolutely not. But they still went and they were still allowed to just Going around, even though the curfew was at 8. I mean, if you're going to be yelling at protesters, then why wouldn't you be yelling at the local militia who have guns? And, I mean, the Kenosha shooter even had, I think he had a med kit on him. He didn't use that once. So, like, it's just, like, it's its frustrating. It, it's so frustrating to kind of see just the hypocrisy in the situation and to see the way that, you know, we're looking at this and be like, oh, no, this was okay because he had... The backing from the police. I mean, if you think the police are this all high and mighty, you know, end all to be all group in our country, you have you, you got you got nothing coming like right. there, there's it's called checks and balances for a reason. You know, checks and balances don't just exist within government. Right. They exist throughout our society. There has to be, you know, people that you have to answer to. Because there's no there's no reason for someone to just have this absolute say. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. So I think it, it's absurd for you to say that cops should have that absolute say too. Mm-hmm. I think that's ridiculous, and you know it, it's frustrating and it's 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 disheartening and it's a little it's it's yeah. a little nauseating even to yeah. know that this situation had so much support. The Kenosha shooting right. from like you know the, the militia individual. You know, had so much support. It, it was it was really, really uncomforting. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess that just goes to show, like you know, there's more work to be done. There's way more work 100%. to be done. And yeah. I think this is kind of a time where you kind of have to ask people and that even young people. This mm. just goes to show you have to talk to young people about this, because I have a feeling he didn't even know the whole story about you know black lives matter i don't think he quite understood like all he all he heard was that there's a protest and with protests things get violent things get messy things get destroyed we need to shut it down asap this country was founded on the concept of being able to protest it was founded on that concept and if if you can't support that concept then you are in and of yourself you in and of, of yourself are not supporting this country yeah this country was built on the backs of people who had a problem with something said something And allowed things to change, you know. But when things aren't changing, that just means you kind of have to work a little harder. Right. I'm not saying that you know old things have to be destroyed, blah blah. blah, But I'm like, if you really start to value, you know, a building, over, us over a system that could potentially ruin the lives of people who have nothing to do with it. I mean, like your priorities are just all out of whack, in my opinion. Your priorities are so out of whack. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's really our opinions on it. I mean, we want to get more into that situation, but, I mean, we we had to give it time, and also, like, we just didn't want to get too off track. I know we probably did Did two, three times, (laughs) but, you know, this is our first episode back. I mean, if you guys want to reach out to us and talk to us, you know, feel free to DM us, DM the page um, for Born and Then Raised. But, yeah, no, I think that's gonna close us out for today um we'll see you guys next week hopefully um try to bring something fresh and new but yeah catch you next week peace cheers